Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This is the third show in our Delivering Apex series in partnership with Apex Logistics. I am enjoying this so much. I mean, we've had some really great feedback from all of you so far, and today's episode is not going to disappoint. Last week in episode two, we talked about people, the ins and the outs of hiring and retention, Apex's people-led approach, and why a motivated, dedicated, and passionate workforce is key to success. And today in episode three, we're discussing sales and marketing in logistics, how it's evolved over the years, the challenges thrown up by COVID, and exactly how Apex have been using their sales and marketing functions to support their business mission in the past year. So welcome to the show, Beth. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited that you're here. I'm really excited that we're talking about sales and marketing right up my alley. So, but let's get started because I want to know a little bit about you. So tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about sales or marketing within supply chain? Well, my name is Beth Parker and I've been in the industry for about 30 years now. God, that seems like forever. Um, I started off um, doing actually while I was in school doing data entry at a um, border and then it just evolved into what I was going to school for was for history and realized well I'm never going to make the money doing that that I'll make in this industry so I kind of fall into it backwards um, but it's been a great experience and I always tell people when they ask about it you know how how have you maintained the state as long and it for me it's you either love this industry or you hate it Mm-hmm. You'll it's find so it very hard to find somebody who's going to say, yeah, you know, it's it's okay. Um, people are usually pretty passionate about it. Or if they don't like it, they get out of it and maybe go on the other side, um, being on the customer side, or they just completely get out of logistics completely. So um, I've been very lucky um, to work for some great people. Um, and Apex has been wonderful um, because they're growing so quickly and they really push an entrepreneurial type of environment. That's awesome. What is it? What's your current role for Apex Logistics right now? Um, business development. So I started off in Chicago. I moved down to Dallas about six years ago, and I joined Apex about a year and a half ago. Awesome. Awesome. And what do you think the one thing would be that would surprise people about sales or marketing within supply chain? I think that people who aren't involved in it don't understand the complexity. Um, you know, a lot of people obviously know that they can go into a store and get a finished product or go into buy a car and they have a finished product, but the layers and the amount of different companies in the supply chain from raw goods to finished product to assembly, it's a very extensive um, different dynamics and different groups of people who are doing all that. So we kind of bring it all together, whether it be from the raw material to, or to the finished goods or both. So yeah, I think yeah, that's what I people don't it. really get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very, even though it's, you know, business to business, it's very different from a lot of the other industries that do sales and marketing and, and business and business. And so I mentioned at the top of the show, we're talking about sales and marketing today. You know, sales has changed a lot and some businesses are still playing catch up in this area. Why don't you talk to us about the shift in sales? You know, whether it comes to style, uh, salespeople themselves in the ultimate goal of, you know, all of the transactions transactions that they're doing? I think the biggest change has been technology. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, the, the evolution of so many different CRMs and different mining um, websites to get new customer leads as opposed to the old school of doing it with your Rolodex. You know, you had the deck of business cards um, and things to that nature. So I started off when it was like that. It's just, I feel like there's just so many better tools out there now for salespeople to, to really manage their time better. Um, and I think, you know, this last year and a half, last year for sure has really sh shown that technology, if you're not, don't have good technology, you're not going to survive in this market. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I remember those business card days and the the whining and the dining and, you know, just the time that you spent on relationship building, which is not to say that it's gone away. It's just it's just been very, very different from how we've really done business. And that was even pre-COVID. And now, you know, post-COVID or, or going through COVID, sales has really been dependent on, you know, online resources like conferences and events. And it's pushed us, I think, as salespeople in this industry to find new and dynamic ways of connecting with people and connecting with them to see what challenges they have and how we can help them and, and change the mindset of how we're thinking about how we're, you know, selling to others in the industry. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think what's unique about this industry is that we're selling a service. So yeah. we're really not selling something that's tangible. Um, so it, it, I think it's still very important to have those relationships. Um, it's definitely more difficult now because you aren't getting that one-on-one -on -one time. You're still getting face-to-faces with Zoom or FaceTime or, or, or Teams, whatever um, platform you're using. But it's just not the same thing as sitting down in front of a customer face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. reading their body language or, you know, picking up on things inside their office, whether, you know, you can bring up families or, or holidays because people have pictures, right? Um, so mm -hmm. simple things like that has made it, I think, more challenging. But I still think um, any successful salesperson is going to have it's going to be rela relationship driven for sure. Yeah, it's, it's true. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the episode. But let's talk about what services Apex is selling to the supply chain community and how difference how different is sales in logistics. Um, you know, our services, and this is what really attracted me to Apex initially, was their air charter program, um, which is, I think we are very unique. We are not asset-based, but I think because we contract so many Apex charters, um, it, it is very similar to having those assets that a UPS or a FedEx or a DHL might have. Um, but the difference is that we have flexibility where they aren't. They don't have that. So I think that definitely stands us out from the competition. Absolutely, especially now because of there's so much um, capacity out of the market due to passenger flights not operating like they did pre pre 2019, right? So, um, in pre 2020, I should say. Sorry about that. Um, so it, it, that was definitely something that I think stands us apart and gives us an advantage for sure, because um, you know there's there's enough freight out there that has to get across the ocean. And there's very limited capacity to do so. So that made mm -hmm. this year, unfortunately, for some of us, um, in a better position than some others. So um, that helped. And then also, we're really focused on the ocean product as well. So that's been a big push. Um, the team, our management team, is very strong and very involved um, and very accessible to us. So I think that is a huge advantage as well. 
Absolutely. And so for the audience, just in case you don't know what a charter is, um, (laughs) it's when Apex is chartering a whole airplane to move cargo. Um, And so just in case you didn't know that, but that really is one of the you know, biggest things that have set Apex Logistics apart in this pandemic world. And, you know, just on PPE in general, I think you guys were at moving over 150 million pieces. And, you know, with what's going on on the ocean freight side, it becomes, air freight becomes even more important um, to be able to alleviate some of that backlog and really help to get product overseas. And some of that is life-saving product. Like I, I, like I mentioned, you know, PPE, vaccinations, medications. Um, and you know, so air freight is, is a very vital, vital part of, of what you guys are doing and, and what you, and the impact that you make on the community. So I want to talk about sales and marketing together. Um, Because a lot of times we silo the two departments when really I feel, and I know that Apex feels the same way, that sales and marketing should be working hand in hand. Why do you think that particularly in supply chain, that's so important? Oh my gosh, especially, oh, I I absolutely agree with you. I I feel like uh, marketing is an extension of our sales team. Um, I I think if you have a good marketing team that absolutely... Um, brings business into your company. Um, you know they're producing the 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 digital format for sending things to customers, whether it be who we are or what we're doing, or um, keeping you engaged with existing customers about what product you have coming out new. We going back to some of the charters um, we were talking about. You know we put together some new charter lanes last year that are going into 2021 that was you know game changers for us in markets that really needed the capacity and nobody else was doing it so that definitely changed but our marketing team you know did the um brochures and the flyers that just makes a huge difference cuz that's you know we can plaster that all over social media and it also mm-hmm. keeps you engaged you know um since you're not going to see customers face to face gives you the opportunity to reach out to the customers every week and say hey this is what we have new what's going on is there anything that this can help you with um, let's talk about if you're having any pain points. And I, I feel that asking a customer what their pain points are always brings in the dialogue that really makes them look at what they're doing and realize mm-hmm. that, yeah, they could use some help in some different areas. Absolutely. You know, what are they struggling with? What does that look like for you? And I think, you know, I think one of the things that you just mentioned was the fact that your your management team is creating, always creating new opportunities for your sales team to be able to um, take to your customers and really showcase how different that you are in the industry. And for a logistics company, it's very important that you're able to do that and that you have that support from the rest of the company in creating those opportunities that you can go out to your customers. And I'm sure, you know, the customers are probably feeling the same way as to the innovation that's coming out of what you guys are doing over at Apex Logistics. Um, And that's really, really important for salespeople, especially when it comes to to logistics. Now, I want to ask you a question because You've been in the industry a little bit longer than I have. I've been in the industry for over 20 years. And, you know, marketing has really evolved in this industry. I don't know about you, but, you know, even back in, 
you know, maybe like 2012 or 2014, I was being asked, why do we need a website? And now you as a salesperson, (laughs) you as a salesperson, right, is saying, you know, marketing is providing you with so many amazing tools um, from a graphics perspective that you can post on social media and put it out there so that you are able to let people know what you guys are doing. So in your opinion, how has it evolved and what's been kind of that exciting part of it and how have you embraced it, right? There's been, there's a lot of people that have been in the industry for a long time that still don't think we need social media. Yeah, I, I think I'm um, probably unique in that is because, as I mentioned earlier, I started off um, in this industry basically from the bottom and worked my way up. Um, I've mm-hmm. been in you know, um, customer service, I've been in operations, and I've been in sales the last 15 or 16 years now. Um, but in that interim, I also did a stint in the IT department. Um, so I've always, I'm a big fan of technology, CRMs, I live and die by them. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's not as challenging as maybe some other folks out there who are from the industry who've been in it a long time. Um, but you have to change with times or or you die, right? I mean, if you're not changing, um, and I think for customers, it's imperative to have a strong technology background and base for your company because they live and die by that now too. You know, every Mm -hmm. company, no matter how big they are, especially in the current environment we're all living in, is really looking at how to reduce cost. Um, yes, we brought in a ton of PPE stuff for multiple companies, and there's there definitely a cost accrued to that because when they started out their year, they certainly didn't budget for having to bring in masks for every employee to wear and maybe three or four masks per day. If you look mm-hmm. at that over a big company, you're, you're talking about millions of dollars that they didn't budget for. So having technology and the availability to give that information to what the customer wants and have that information be flexible is imperative, I think, in this day and age to operate a company. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, sometimes people think about social media in logistics and they go, oh my goodness, you know, that's just another thing that I have to do. But I think if you pick the right platform for you, right, Twitter is not for everybody. LinkedIn's not necessarily for everybody, although LinkedIn is probably the one platform that I I will say is one of the best platforms from a marketing perspective in logistics that can really get you in front of a lot of people that, you know, you, you want to be doing business with. And so, and it's not about writing articles. It's just about getting on there and engaging, right? Finding the people that you want to do business with, engaging with them, engaging in conversations, not asking for the sale right away. And so it does take a little bit of time and effort. But, you know, that's exactly what the last, you know, year or so has shown us is that maybe we do have to put a little bit more time and effort into what we're doing and establishing those connections and those relationships to really make a difference. And I would, and I would definitely say absolutely. And for any new person looking into going into sales in this industry or in any industry, you know, one thing I have learned is that persistence wins. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and it's really important to, you know, if you can't get in touch with somebody, you know, once or twice, you keep going. You got to put them on your list every week of who you're going to reach out to, whether it be a text message now or an email or a quick voicemail. Um, that that's really was a game changer. You have to be persistent. And with technology and marketing, that gives you just so many more options and ways to do that to keep the, somebody engaged. So you're not coming back every week with the same message, right? Because um, yeah. that's it's real easy to delete that. 
Um, but I think that marketing definitely has been a game changer for that. And companies who aren't invested in marketing, I, I don't understand how they're getting their name out there, especially right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the synergy between sales and marketing. I mean, maybe there's somebody in the audience right now that, you know, is in sales and would like some more support from their marketing department, or maybe there's somebody in marketing that is looking to bring both sales and marketing together. And I know that, you know, at Apex, you guys have really capitalized on the synergy to help boost the success of what you guys are doing in sales. So how would you describe that? Um, what does that look like? How have you guys been able to bring both sides together? And why do you think it works so well? Um, gosh, well, I have to say, first and foremost, we have a great team. Um, and our marketing team um, is well-versed in multiple areas in our business. So they understand our business. And I think that's huge for um, anybody who's in marketing to really understand what their product or service is that they're trying to promote. Um, and on the sales side of it, you know, us as salespeople, we're, we're fast thinkers. We're always trying to move on to the next thing. Um, so for us to be able to go to a marketing team and say, this is what I'm looking for or envisioning, and then to come back with a finished piece of product from them um, is, is huge. Because they are the more creative side, right? Um, yeah. Versus a salesperson, and that creativity really, I think, enhances and, and helps the company grow and helps the salespeople grow. Um, you know, selling is a team effort, right? I mean, you have to have many people who, once you close a deal, there to support that. So they are part of that selling process of closing the deal, in my opinion, and then also keeping the customer engaged after the sell. So. I think that's very important for have that synergy and being able, you can pick up the phone pretty much anytime as some of our marketing people could tell you and say, Hey, this is what I need. Can you get it done tomorrow morning? But oh, my calls at 10. Um, so, so the flexible, <laughs> well, that goes into flexibility, but you know, you, you take those, though you take those opportunities when they come along and sometimes it's a very fast paced environment. So having the a marketing team for us, so that the salesperson doesn't have to do that is a game changer. Yeah. Well, coming from marketing, I know what those turnaround times can look like. And we do appreciate it when you do give us a little bit more time. I know. <laughs> yes. um, so, you I, know always we, tell, I always tell the people, I, hey, this is when I'm getting it. So I'm giving you as much time as I got. So, you know, there in a perfect world, you'd have that two to three weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. Especially I'd say the last year, that doesn't seem to be the case. Things seem, um, people seem to be coming and wanting to turn things on a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. you know, before you well, even have credit or anything established. So, Yeah, well, and that's just another reason why they should work more hand in hand. And, you know, we've talked about this, right? Because marketing tends to be a bit misunderstood and under underappreciated, especially in logistics. So can you paint us a picture of ways in which good marketing can really help to support the sales function in supply chain and logistics? And, you know, why some businesses might need to rethink the way they view marketing? Because I think for a lot of logistics companies um, for a long time, and traditionally they've looked at marketing as a cost center. Exactly. And for me, I'd like them to start thinking about it as an investment center. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you mentioned that uh, a company I was at previously uh, had, had thought that we had hired somebody for marketing or we're, we're really starting to make some waves. And then, you know, it came down to the end of the year and looking at costs and those salaries that came with that. And they decided it wasn't a, an essential part of their business. Um, mm. And it was very frustrating because, 
you know, the literature we had had and the information we were giving out to customers was so outdated. Um, even, you know, even the graphics and everything were very outdated and the company had evolved and there was no way of showing that without, you know, somebody selling that pitch to them. But, you know, a lot of people want to have some data to go with that. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it, I think for companies to look at marketing as a cost center really puts them at a disadvantage, especially because, I mean, let's face it, everybody's communicating now either via social media or um, texting. I mean, I can't tell you the, how the last time I actually talked to somebody on the phone other than a customer. And usually then it's because there's a problem. <laughs> right. You know, everything is done either via email or text messaging or then, you know, getting out to the customer and getting in front of people who you're, you're targeting is done through social media and through marketing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A campaign, sorry. Marketing campaigns and things of that nature. And if you don't have somebody and a, a group of people pushing that, I don't, you're just not, your company has become irrelevant. Well, yeah, you know, and you, you take a look at, so when you think about what's driving the economy and it's more the small to mid market companies that are doing that and are going to continue to do that into the future and it's not the enterprise companies, right? And those small to mid-sized businesses are also coming with next generation leaders and next generation thought leaders, and the way that they do things are a lot different. And we, we have to meet them where they are. We can't expect them to conform with the way that we want them to, to talk to us, right? And so that could be a DM on Instagram. I mean, I've seen a deal or, or at least a, a, you know, a conversation come out of a, a voice message through an Instagram DM right? Direct message. Sure. Or, you know, Twitter's got direct messaging. You've got messages on LinkedIn. People are using WhatsApp to connect with each other. And now to take it even further, we've got an app called Clubhouse that is bringing together people from all over the world in different capacities within supply chain and logistics in conversations that are audio only. And I think that, you know, someone can take a look at that and think, holy moly, I don't know what any of that is. And I'm going to turn a blind eye to it. And I'm just going to continue to do what I do. Or they can take a look at it, embrace it, and really understand the functioning and what works for them as a person um, so that they can do the best of their ability and reach out to people, not only in their space, but also in their space as well. So you know, you gave a little bit of advice earlier. What advice would you give salespeople of today? How important do you think it is to create a personal brand, showcase yourself as a thought leader? Is it, and what does that look like? Like I mentioned earlier, you know, it may not need to be a blog all the time. Uh, that's a complex question. <laughs> you know, I, I think definitely there needs to be, you know, as, as a salesperson, you're constantly doing research on things. Um, you mentioned this this app. I mean, you know, to that point, I think a lot of things are going to be changing that we're, I mean, most of us who are, you know, have um, taken technology and really used it to the best of our advantages, do everything either on an app or on a website, right? Whether it be paying your bills, buying something, um, returning something, you're doing all that through technology. And there more and more companies are doing these apps. And I think that it's important to stay relevant and have the research when you're prospecting somebody to really fully understand what they do and 
there's so many tools out there now that just weren't available when I started in this industry or even that were available 10 years ago. Um, there's really no reason why you can't find the right person to contact or at least get a good start of, of where to go to get to the right person. Um, you know, through technology, you've got those connections, um, whether it be through connections you made on LinkedIn or connections that you have from Facebook, from friends of friends, or where you can really find a lot of prospects out there that way and also get to learn about who the company is and what they're looking for and where they're going. That's the key also. Where does the company want to be? Um, you know, in five years from now or 10 years from now, and how can we as a company help them get there? So, so true. And I love that you mentioned that there's a logistics sales trainer that I was doing some, some work with over the last couple of weeks. And um, one of the things that he said was to make sure that there's time in your schedule for education so that you can keep on top of industry trends. And whether that means industry trends or whether that means educating yourself about not only current customers, but, um, you know, potential customers as well, I think is absolutely necessary. I mean, people are looking for you to come to the table with some sort of an idea of who they are, what they do, and maybe even a glimpse into what it is that they are potentially looking for. And you can find most of that online or you can get alerted by Google Alerts and and all sorts of things so that you can stay on top of, of what that looks like. And, you know, I think that's probably one of the most important things that salespeople can do um, in logistics right now. And I think the other really important thing to do is, as well as be talking to our counterparts, our colleagues, because, you know, we can, especially when you talk about those B and C size customers, um, mm-hmm. they may not know that a lot of companies may be moving out of China to produce in Malaysia or Thailand. Having right. that information and to be able to talk to them and maybe hook them up with some new suppliers um, has been a game changer as well, especially for these B and C customers, because they just don't have the staff. Um, where they can do that or find that information. So they're stuck, you know, going to the same suppliers, getting the same product. And, you know, let's face it, uh, we, we have pretty short attention spans. If it's not new and shiny, we're ready to move on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we talked a little bit about COVID, right, earlier and how the pandemic has changed everything um, and how sales and marketing really is no exception to that. What are some of the challenges that you faced um, you know, we, we did talk about how there, how there's less face-to-face sales, uh, maybe on the marketing side, like reduced budgets and things like that. What are some of the challenges that you faced as a sales and, and marketing professional in this industry and, and how have you overcome it? I think initially the hardest part was because everybody was in hiatus or working remotely. Um, it was very difficult to cross that line. Then you're saying, okay, you have the email addresses and everybody's checking their email and that's fine. But if you want to leave a message or something is leaving it on, you know, people's mobile phone numbers, because a lot of people don't carry two cell phones anymore. Right. They're like, Oh, I'll just carry the Mm -hmm. one. And it's that, that for me was a difficult to cross over to that. Not really felt like I was invading somebody's privacy. Right. Um, so th- for me, that was a big, big thing to get over. Fortunately, like the emailing, everything um, was really worked. And then um, it, the marketing, quite honestly, I sent out stuff every week to, you know, the targets that I was targeting. And that made a huge difference because it, within two to three months, things were starting to really turn on. And they needed awesome. the help and we were able to do that and have, you know, capitalized on that um, and made some great partnerships. 
Yeah, I love that you shared that, right? Because, you know, a lot of I did get a couple of salespeople come to me at the beginning and and sort of ask me what my thoughts were on it. And one of the the key things that I shared with them was just showing up for people. And so that would mean reaching out to them, finding out how they're doing as a leader, because 2020, I mean, let's face it, and even into 2021 has been a pretty tough year for everybody. Um, but it's been a really tough year for supply chain leaders um, because, you know, they're juggling so much um, and they're juggling new challenges that nobody could have ever foreseen or potentially even had any training for. Right. So it was really just a matter of, of reaching out to people as human beings and just ask them, how are you doing? You know, how can I help you? And maybe it's not business right away. Maybe it's just a matter of showing up and, and being somebody that they can lean on. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that you, you shared some of that with us. So wrapping up, uh, we're not really out of the woods when it comes to the pandemic. So <laughs> how can businesses utilize their sales and marketing teams to the absolute best advantage to help see them through what could potentially be, you know, it started out a tough year and it could be another tough year till the end of uh, 2021. Well, yeah. And, you know, um, we started out talking about, you know, putting aside the pandemic, we've had, I think we're going to start seeing, and I don't want to get into a political debate about it, but we're going to see some shifts in weather. Um, I mean, obviously the Chicago market, which is a huge gateway for every forwarder out there, um, prior to any issues, you know, peak season was always a challenge for, for the Chicago market. So I think as we're going to continue to see trends like we have this past winter with the storm cycles, that that's mm -hmm. going to become another challenge. And looking at, um, as a company, we're looking at alternative gateways, right? I mean, we can't just be dependent on putting everything into the central part of the country and then hoping that you're going to be able to get the stuff where it needs right. to be. Um, mm -hmm. And then you get down, I mean, the, the storm affected Texas all the way down to the border. So um, that's going to, looking at thing, ways to maybe move it around the DC somewhat differently um, and as well. So I think it's going to be some things that the um, managers are going to have to start looking at, how they're looking at their supply chain, where they have their DCs, how far are their DCs from major gateways? That's a huge thing. Um, there was a trend, you know, back in the early 2000s, late 90s, where everybody was putting their DCs out in the middle of this middle of nowhere in these certain parts of the desert, which is great. It, you weren't spending a lot of money on your real estate, but look at your transportation costs. How much does it cost to get there? Because mm -hmm. it, with, with transportation, you know, you bring it into an airport and then you put it on a truck. There's usually has to be something coming out of that area for there to be a reason for a truck to go there. They don't want to come back empty loaded. So looking at things like that, I think is a very important for um, supply chain managers to look at. Yeah. Well, and I think what you're talking about is also, what is going to pique the interest and start the conversation with those potential customers that you are looking to talk to about your logistics services? And I, I think that that's really important for sales and marketing professionals in this industry to keep in mind. So on a mission to provide unparalleled quality, value, and growth, Apex Logistics has built a global presence spanning six continents. With an entrepreneurial spirit, pragmatic approach, and a passion for the details, Apex Logistics' impressive global offering encompassing 
transportation, warehousing, distribution, compliance, and financial services. Learn what's possible with a partner who goes further than borders and boundaries. For more information about Apex Logistics, check out their website at apexglobe.com. Thank you to Beth for joining me on the show today. I have some years behind me working in logistics sales and marketing, so it was fun to revisit and take a look at what's changed. And it was a great opportunity to remind people that if they historically haven't done a lot of marketing, they may want to rethink that in 2021, right? If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to join us for the final episode of our Delivering Apex mini-series in partnership with Apex Logistics, where we'll be talking all about technology, what that looks like, what the upcoming trends, and how Apex Logistics is really helping their customer from a technological standpoint. It's a really, really great episode, so make sure that you tune in. Thank you so much, Beth, for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me.